Podcast, your boys, Matt, Brian, and uh, it is November, Ooh, baby. Also known to us as Unknown Vember. What are we doing? Well, uh, that's the I part mean, that we don't know. Yeah, we don't really know anything. Yeah, about this that. whole month we've been uh, either you've chosen a movie and I had no idea, right? I chose a movie and you had no idea. No. Nope. And this time we, we left, left it up, up the fate. Yeah, we put it in the dice. We put our, our fate in the dice right. when we uh, spun the wheel. That's right. And we let chance choose our movie for the week. That's right. Uh, we had I had a list of uh, movies that we were gonna do. So it was it was really it, I, I tried to like bounce around between uh the the ideas so uh, most of the movies i mean it's pretty it's pretty simple so it'd be like we i had fargo snakes on a plane mm-hmm. one flew over the cuckoo's nest unpregnant Moneyball, uh the terminator battered bastards of baseball it chapter two buffaloed v for vendetta cats akira american murder uh the social dilemma parasite pulp fiction batman returns ghostbusters 2 Ready or not, and Super Eight. That is a very wide range, right? It's it just kind of spread it all over the place. Yeah, so that way we really don't know what we're getting. And I also really didn't want to do another action movie, mm-hmm. but then I, I didn't control what we were picking. Well, that, that's how it goes, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, the, for the rest of it, it's not so much action movies. Snakes no, on a plane, maybe. Snakes on a plane, Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah. You know, I think it was, it was a good mix of like. There's dramas, comedies, right. documentaries, you know, uh, classics, whatever the fuck the Super Eight is. Yeah, <laughs> a monster movie, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but this week we spun it uh, the wheel, and what we got was uh, two thousand five. Oh, it's five or six? What the movie? Five. Yeah, for two thousand five. Two thousand five. Two thousand V. Yeah. <laughs> hey, two do zero zero V. Yeah, uh, and what what? I wonder what did they try to release it anywhere close to? Uh... I think they released it in November. I'm pretty sure it was nope March 17th. Oh very, no, very close. Ah, but it would have gone great with the. I guess marketing gets in the way, which kind of. Uh... I think they wanted to get get it out because they didn't know really how to market it. They didn't have a lot of faith in it. They didn't have a lot of faith in it, and also because I think it was right before the the block like the summer blockbuster month, so mm-hmm. it would have been a very weird movie to throw in the summer yeah uh, it's not what you would call a feel-good movie yeah despite it has like maybe what you would call a happy ending i i would think it, it has a very like emotionally fulfilling ending yeah yeah I, yeah i think it's it's satisfying it's not necessarily happy and it does leave you with mixed emotions but it is uh if you buy into the movie quite satisfying and yeah. this and and the movie that we're talking about is v for vendetta that's right alan moore and david lloyd's you know, happy-go-lucky, you know, futuristic <laughs> take on uh, the world. Yeah, it's it's uh, somewhat dystopian. A lot of big 1984 vibes. Yes. And, you know, that's my favorite book. So I 
was down for it. We've both seen this movie before. Yes, I saw it when it came out in the movie theaters. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I definitely did not see it in theaters, but uh, it's and it's definitely been a while. Right. But I've seen it a few times. Yeah, like I, I think high school. I, I think I saw it in. I remember. I bought like I remember when it came out. I bought the DVD with the the mask. Oh. Like, it came with, like, collector's mask. That's pretty cool. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll get to wear it or something. And the mask was, like, literally, like, three inches long. <laughs> I was like, Real what collectors. F-? I was yeah. like, oh, it's like a collector's item. Like, okay. Like collectors is in people that wouldn't actually right. <laughs> plan on wearing it. <laughs> Just yeah. put it somewhere. Yeah, and now it's, it's interesting, this movie, because uh, in the 15 years since it was released, uh, we've seen that mask... Uh, and the significance behind it change. Right. And we've seen uh, the way that this movie has influenced so many different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could either have been repurposed for close to the same ideals that it, it was that it was used for or completely missing the point yeah. of it. And more of the, I'm a radical, look at me, ma, kind of like dickhead ideas. Yeah. And then, you know, because it, it happens with a lot of, like, symbols, especially with a lot of popular pop culture items. Like, People using the Batman logo for their kids' first superhero, which yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, Batman's fucking cool and all. We we love Batman, but uh, don't push that on your kids. <laughs> not because Batman's not for kids, but like his parents died. Yeah, or like the Punisher becoming like a yeah. big thing and different and types even of though law the enforcement. the creator of the Punisher yeah. went out and said, don't use it for you know what you're using it for yeah it doesn't mean that you shouldn't want that right exactly and you've been a proponent of that of like saying if you see somebody in law enforcement using the punisher logo they're very bad at their job it's a bad sign i or you know if they understand what the punisher is and decide to do that anyway right that's a bad sign i think i think um other times it's just it's a pretty cool wicked looking skull oh yeah it's it's a dope logo i'm not gonna take that away yeah and maybe sometimes that's all they they just think it looks sweet and that's fine i guess right but if you understand that the punisher is somebody who is going outside of the law to murder people without due process and you're a law enforcement officer and you think this is the guy that that's doing it the way it should be done yeah that time to look into a new job yeah maybe maybe rethink a couple things um and, and in some ways, we've seen Anonymous take... Uh, they took yeah, the V for Vendetta mask. They took and the I, Guy Fox mask, yeah. And I think that what they do, and I'm going to say this very carefully because we are on the internet, and I think they're doing kind of close to what the ideals of, like, kind of exposing the truth of corruption. I guess they're trying, yeah. And they're really cool dudes. In whatever way they can. Thumbs up, bros. Yeah. Don't... I mean, we're not, like, we're very literally, like, a, what are you a gonna barely have? a blip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we... and. What are our secrets? Right. You know, we're, we, I don't even have any... I mean, I, I don't think I have dirt. I mean, honestly, all of our secrets are probably up on the internet anyway. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Google knows. Yeah. Every, my dark... My, whatever dark shit I, <laughs> I, I, I might be into, Google knows. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's... um Yeah, my phone's listening. Like, right, I'm yeah. Just, yeah, whatever. We're literally um, speaking into microphones in yeah, front of a computer. And publishing it on the computer. Right, so yeah. what do we care? Yeah, what do we... Like... Um, yeah, I definitely... I'd say at it their best, hmm. they come close to doing, to kind of upholding some of his uh, the ideas behind in the book and in the movie. Right. And at their worst, they're just a, a bunch of neckbeards at home with the masks. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think and I think that's a that's like, that's also a lot of this in this movie too, where it's the two sides of the same coin, where it's like one person's hero is another person's terrorist mm-hmm. where they're like the people of London are being used in this. So uh, V is being portrayed as a hero, but like the government and the 
media and the you know the state is basically trying to say like he goes against everything we stand for you must listen or you will be punished yeah it's it's uh a great way that the the, the well, a lot of the big thing this movie hinges on is the government controlling the media to feed information to the public right and where this movie takes off the people seem to be close to a breaking point yeah. of like not taking not just absorbing the information that the government gives them or the media gives them. Like, they know yeah. when it's bullshit. They know when yeah, it's uh, fabricated. This, this movie's 15 years old, so I think we should just bounce around. Yeah. It's a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because I, I'm I, just mentioning, like, the, we're, as a society, we're not there yet. No, I feel and like... Hopefully, we, hopefully the, it doesn't get so bad that we have to get there. Right. But, I um, think, like... Yeah, because there is, like, state-run TV, which is... Yeah. You know, some people will correlate to, like, Fox News, but they then other, other people will correlate, correlate to, to CNN, CNN exactly. or MSNBC. Like, it, it just depends on your viewpoint and and where you stand. And this, I, I, I was reading the uh, the description of it out loud, and this leans a little bit more conservative because they are ultra-conservative, like, neo-fascist, and, like, they're homophobic, they're very racist. They, yeah, they, Islamophobic, xenophobic. Yeah, like, anything you yeah. could think of, they, they're they're the bad version of mm-hmm. um and to people who and they and they said like uh, v was um he took when he took over the, the television station he said like who's at fault like who is who is the real perpetrator the only pe- like the the person who's in fault is you have to look in the mirror right like you're at fault but it's not like it's not anything out of done out of malice it's done out of fear it's done out of being wanting to be protected so you were into the first person who showed strength and that's where you lost it. Yeah, from and from the perspective of like a lot of liberal people, mm. that is seems to be what they think conservative people have done right. in the, in the way they just, in the way they like decided they, to lean right. They gave up their morals for financial security yeah. and you know fear of the different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Social security, like the <laughs> yeah, so, like but like the security of like what you know, one, like you said, their money and two, their ideals right. being protected. They're worried about. They're scared of those things mm-hmm. changing. Um, and then it, it, but you know, at the same time, it's a movie, right. and uh, some things don't make sense, <laughs> and some things. Maybe they make more sense in the book. Just flipping through the pages, right? I, I, we were do, I was doing. Yeah, it I have before. a. I have the trade paperback have, of V for Vendetta. Yo, this this looks like a. Le- this is a legit copy. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I know it was broken. Like this is like, I got this in two thousand. I got it in two thousand five, right after I saw the movie because I yeah. wanted to read the book. Yeah, the cover says now a major motion picture. So. Right, like it just came like it just like re like I think they, they re- reprinted it. Reprinted it. Yeah. And instead of finding like the individual issues, I was like, all right, well, I'll just get the the big book. Cause I like the big I, book. I have a bunch of like the big tray paperbacks. You lent me your Watchmen big book. That's right. Oh, I did. Yeah. That was back in the way back. Way in the back day. in the day. Yeah, we, we were like just starting to be friends. Yeah, that. I, oh, yeah. What, yeah, and it was good. Yeah, well, like yeah. this. Yeah, Alan Moore is uh, surprisingly good at writing stories about bleak futures. Yeah, seriously, I, I get why he. Um, I get why he wouldn't like the Watchmen movie. It's it, very it does change a lot of things. It, it, it does focus on maybe the some of the things it shouldn't focus yeah, on. Yeah. Uh I mean we could do Watchmen, but that's like I have such a bad like like I mean I ha- I own a DVD of Watchmen obviously, mm-hmm. but like I have such like a had a bad time with watching it because mm-hmm. I saw it in the movie theaters and we still had a midnight show 
but it was daylight savings time. Ooh. So it originally like, it's like a three hour long movie. Yes, yeah, so you got out at like four so a.m. Got out at four a.m. Yeah. and I'm like Jesus Christ, like. And we did it up at the Westbury Stadium, which was a hell far from where you know I live. Yeah, and it's a movie that's already like people point out one of its bigness, biggest weaknesses is its length. Right. Is that it's yeah. so long and you, oh boy, that's rough, bro. I know, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, we don't have to do watch. I hear the show is good. Yeah, Actually, I hear the, I hear the show good. has, I mean, most people that, whose opinions I. Trust? Yeah, say it's good. Mm-hmm. But it, it got similar mixed reviews to the movie, ironically. My brother does not uh, read comics. My brother does not really care for it, like long form comics and sure. stuff and he watched it he's like oh this is a really good show i'm like okay if he could buy into this the dopey world of comic like watchman comics yeah i could give it a shot yeah and i was like do you want to do you want to like do you want to read watchman it's like no i have no, <laughs> I have no interest in that all right it's like yeah. okay like all right yeah. like you don't want any context he's like i got it i picked up on it like, that's okay. fair yeah i don't know if i'll read the the graphic novel now for V for Vendetta. Right. But like I said, just flipping through some, there are certain changes. And through them, I think some of them were made uh, intelligently. Okay. Some of them I feel like the just going through things that change the story make Evie a little more of a, of a different character. Right. And I, and, but it also brings up some ideas of like, maybe some of these changes were to make it more digestible for a general audience. And that in itself is in some way against the tenets of the, of the novel. Right. I I think that's always the toughest part of the transition from book to film is like, what are we going to take? What central theme of the story are we going to take and kind of carve it so that, you know, Joe Sixpack could rock into a movie theater for like 15 bucks and watch this movie. Right. And they gave him a, shit ton of action yeah i mean it's good action i think yeah um, done by david leach yeah who ended up deadpooling deadpooling so, uh, <laughs> atomic blonding yeah so i'm glad it's nice to see people that are successful now and be like oh he was in this like right. of course he was in this so yeah. david leach uh did did a good job with the action here because the action is definitely not the focal point of the movie no it's uh if you only like v for vendetta because he throws knives really well well, there's better movies. Yeah, we, uh, that, we did one last week. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny but, Mnemonic. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but they did a good. They they made it so that the action made him look cool, right. which I guess is enhances the movie. At least when I watched it, when I was younger. That like brought me in, right? You know, and then when I watched the rest of the movie, I was like, oh, this is actually. Yeah, I feel like they use the action more as like a punctuation than it is actually like a, a sentence of the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like point. like it's. Like the action, yeah, it's 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 some cool shit, but like it's not, you it's know, like trailer bait, right? Like, yeah. Exactly. It's not like you know Neo taking on five thousand Agent Smiths, right? But it's it's, it's more Neo of, standing up to the one, right? It's it's more of just like how is this going to end? Mm-hmm. And V said it, it's like you know sometimes violence is used for the right thing for justice, and at these certain points where let's see, he well he you know wipes out a whole whole way of cops to get out. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, well, that has to happen. I've seen every action movie. Right. But then there's that subway fight where it's like, where it's him against Creedy's men and, and Creedy. It's like, the only way he's getting out of it is killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that is the the final period of V. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to see him do that because it's under a different context. Right. It's not like good guy versus bad guy. Who's going to make it out? Mm-hmm. It's he's accepted that he is not making it out, right? And so, it, like you said, it's a punctuation, um, not so much 
the story. Right. It's not yeah. so much like it's it's not the main thing. Yeah. So it's a yeah. cool combination of they put it at the end. It's a good payoff for the people who want to see him kick ass. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the train thing happens right after. <laughs> after he's after he does that. Right. Do you think there was like they had like a, a like a the test screen and there's just like some some like whiny action we go there's not enough fighting in this i could totally see that right being the case like the they end it with the train and they're just like oh it, he is so strong and he has all these knives and right you, i thought he would have used them like he just stabbed creedy in the head like yeah like okay i, I that, thought he would have done more than right. just kill people in their sleep and it's like and i that would that would honestly be a fair point right. i don't know if the I movie mean, would i think it would have been such didn't. such like a set and this is early this is this is post blade pre-iron man yeah so like it's this weird kind of world where comic book movies are not like they're not the standard they're not like how like deadpool like sends them up it's like oh this happens and this happens and all that those shit. cliches aren't yeah, established they're yet. not fully established yeah. so like he could like honestly if he just killed people in their sleep and just like if he walked past creed and just like oh he just slipped the knife Custom, in yeah. real quick and that's how it ended it'd been like wait a minute is this what like how am I supposed to and then but kind of being like a, a send up of this genre of like mm-hmm. of an action genre where like not every fight scene has to be like commando yeah, yeah. it's cool I feel like if he they took out the action scene and did it kind of like that and played it now it might hit different just because it breaks those conventions mm. but before those conventions were I guess a little more trite right um people probably wanted it in their movies yeah it was still too. new it was yeah. like i still want like you haven't gotten sick of these certain things right yet. they're expecting it still yeah. yeah or expecting it but in a positive way in a fresh right. way like, like they're oh. hoping for it they're it's not like, yeah they're not expecting it they're hoping for it right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so they, yeah they want that payoff they think the emotional yeah. payoff is the action scene mm-hmm. when really the emotional payoff is him blowing up parliament right yep. um but that that being said the movie it, like we like we're, we say this to say that the movie is not an action movie outright. No, it's it's more of a political thriller. Yeah. than an action movie. And you could and, and for that to work, you have to first of all have a protagonist that wears a mask all the time, and that's hard to do because of facial expressions. So what it does is it leans very hard on Natalie Portman. Right, and also like the who's ever under the Guy Fawkes mask is doing a lot of good like head acting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like body acting like, like good point, body like language kind of pointing his head off to the side and right stuff. like he's 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 diving into it um i think it was i, I think there was the, the i think it was james pufoy who was the actor who was supposed to be under there mm. that they recast i think halfway through <laughs> because he got fired yeah so he did a lot of like acting himself there like i think that's what it is so he was saying the line so he was buying into it right and that's and then you have hugo weaving who's just a pro yeah voiceover yeah hugo even's the man <laughs> yeah but i think i mean i think both who, whoever was behind us you i think you're right did a great job with like physical acting mm-hmm. but i thought natalie portman was amazing in this oh natalie portman this like, like is this what i know she her whole career has been hitters but i feel like not i mean yeah maybe not her whole career right she's had maybe not thor too but like <laughs> but you know but she's been she's never been known as a bad actress i think she's yeah i think this is like because this is right at, like, she did this, and then I think Revenge of the Sith came out after. Mm. So, like, seeing those two kind of, like, back to back, it's like, whoa. Like, you could see, like, she's really going for it. Yes. Like, she's she was really kind of given the, like, okay, you want to act? Okay, do it. 
And then in Revenge of the Sith, it's like, oh, George, real, oh. Yeah. I die I, from sadness? <laughs> I, oh, good, good God. Yeah. It's like, he, he's, he kills kids, and I'm like, let's let's go hang out. Let's run away together? Yeah, oh, all right. But yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think this is more of like, I mean, she's, she definitely has a type, you know, dudes in black capes, I guess, and sure. masks. Sure, So, it it is funny to be like, to see that, to see like, because she was relatively young at the time. Sure. But like, you know, kind of. When did Black Swan come out? Black Swan, I think, came out in 2000 something. Oh, yeah. yeah give me a second. <laughs> give, give me a second. Well, I think Black Swan also. 2010. So this came out five years after. Five Black years before Swan. Black yeah. Swan. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. So yeah. So what? That's what I mean. Like you can look at any like phase of Natalie Portman's career from the beginning in the professional mm. to like this to Black Swan to you know. I mean, let, let's look at some Natalie Portman movies. Okay. So let's see. Natalie Portman. Where where do you want to start from? Uh, let's start from the professional. Okay. So for professional, then she did. She was in Heat. That's a great movie. Wait, she, what? She was in. I think what? she was the daughter oh shit. she was al pacino's daughter oh okay uh mars attacks great movie anywhere <laughs> but here i think which is good where the heart is which she was kind of like go and you know here's the thing here's where she really kind of took off she did cold mountain mm. and that was like a critical movie and then she did garden state which i, yep. I watched yep. put me in a real bad mood for like weeks is garden state with uh zach braff yes yeah i think it's his directorial debut oh, okay. then she did close uh Clo- closer 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 yeah. uh yeah then the star wars movies v for the yeah she did a lot of like kind of kind of like indie things and then she did obviously she did the darji limited mm. mr Megorium's wonder emporium mm. and then yeah then she started getting bigger and bigger bigger and better roles right so she she works wow she does she works a ton much, i didn't realize how much work she put in she's in jackie oh she yeah. was jack uh, yeah she was a. Uh, Jackie Onassis. Yeah, and I think that movie got really, really good reviews. I believe she got nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, so she but, can she can act. Yeah, but um, there's one thing you could take away from this episode: is Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman can act. Oh, Alan, Annihilation! I Alan really liked. Her. I liked her a lot in, yeah. in Annihilation. Alan Moore can write. Natalie Portman can act. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Hugo Weaving can speak. <laughs> Those yeah, are the it, three main things you could take away. From. It's funny because you, uh, she, you, you feel like she's very. Makes her feel very wasted in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think this new movie supposed to have her more, right? Maybe it's going to be a little bit. I think Thor: Love and Thunder will definitely be a great kind of stepping off point for. Her. Yeah, because I know she wasn't happy in Thor: The Dark World and 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 quit. Right. Because uh, she wanted Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, to direct, which would have been awesome. It would have been really cool. Yeah. But uh, Marvel, Marvel was still in its uh, you know early phases. Of like, let's do what works. They weren't taking as many risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and and yeah. You know, so she does a great job because she starts off. You can see the transformation in her character mm-hmm. really, really well when after he kidnaps her, right? And, and you could see it as uh, you can follow her as somebody who is kind of just going through the motions. She has a little bit of spark of like rebellious spark in her, but right. like, cause that's cause she left. She, the movie starts her leaving her house after quarantine. Right. Yeah. yeah. To, but, uh, and to go for on all the booty things, calls. yeah, to hook up with the boss. Right. You know? So it's a little, it's like young and naive kind of, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, she kind of grows into, you, you see 
when you find out about her parents, you find out about her family, everything that she's been through, and you realize that she has that potential to... Right. I mean, from another perspective, you can see, like, there that he... I mean, if he knew about her earlier, if right. he had, like, n- done research on her and known that she was had all these things, and you would say that he took advantage of somebody who has been broken down right. and radicalized them, which is kind of what happened here. Yeah. Except he didn't know about her backstory. And I think that's better. I think it's better that he didn't know. Yeah. It's more of just kind of like happenstance. Like, even though he said like, he doesn't believe in coincidences, he doesn't believe in coincidences, but I think it, it's better for us to kind of take it as like, Oh, he wasn't manipulating her from the start. Right. Like the only time he manipulated her was when he locked her in a, a dungeon. Yeah. But then it also has a weird Stockholm vibe. Right. Where like, she really, she like forgives him after like ten minutes. It's like you know what you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, it's like yo, he waterboarded you, son. Yeah, it's like I had a good cry about it. He fed you whatever he fed you. He told he made you think you were gonna die. He fed you something that even the rats wouldn't eat. Yeah, and like, and he's, and in a second you're just like, thanks. You know I needed that. Yeah, <laughs> I do love, I do get it. Right, like I get, but that's the thing with the that's one of the things that I with the movie you could take the wrong things from it. Right, okay, because. Do you think the ends justified the means and that he turned her into some, like a woman without fear? Or do you see that as like something that makes him l- like less of a likable character that he kidnapped and tortured this I, girl? I think, hmm, yeah, interesting. This is very interesting because I, I mean... Questionable tactics. It is very questionable tactics. And I do understand why he would do it. I think the first time I saw it is like he did it so he would kind of cover his tracks to make sure like she wouldn't rat him out Mm -hmm. but then like as i've gotten older obviously i've seen it in a different way because i think in 2005 when i did see it it was more like oh this is what action movies do like they test Mm -hmm. the partner like they they test them and that's how they do it but now i I see it as more of like you you live your life under the thumb of some of an oppressive force right you shouldn't they shouldn't have to you shouldn't fear them you're the one who gave them power, and you're the one who could take it away from them. Yeah, that's the main... I think that's his main point. Yeah. And I think for her, once she told him where she's coming from and, like, what her parents did and everything, and he realized that um, she is someone that could have the same ideas as him, who mm-hmm. could have those ideals, but what's stopping her is that, you know... She, she's scared. She's scared, right. which is perfectly reasonable. She doesn't want to be abducted. She's seen that happen. She doesn't want to die. She's seen that happen, mm-hmm. you know? So he had to do that to her. Yeah. To show her, or I guess to kind of... To show her that there are more... That there are th- some things when you're brought... When you're broken down, that what you have left and what she had left was that hope mm-hmm. is more important than your life. Right. Because at the end of it, she was willing to throw away her life. She wasn't able. She wasn't willing to throw away what him yeah. because of what he stood for. Right. It's I like as as jumbleism probably going to make it sound is like they could take everything away from you, but you're the only, like that. The way that they ended it is like they asked her like, so she's giving up her life for this, not them taking it away from her. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> nice. My neighbor coming home. <laughs> nice. If you guys are, that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. He's like you. Like I, th- I think uh, it was like it's like you're in control of this. It's yeah. like they're they can only they can take away surface level things. They you can't take away what's deep inside of you. Yeah, taking away your life is only is only um, them winning. Right. If your life is the most important thing to you. Right. If your life is no longer the most important thing to you, then them taking it is it not a, nothing. Is yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what he did to her. Um, I I don't think though that's something that he should have been forgiven for necessarily 
I think they were like, oh, Jesus, we got to. But I also think they were making a love story out of it, too. I, yeah, they, they really kind of. The, the love story didn't really come from nowhere. It came from more like, like this isn't a healthy relationship. Yeah. Like, this is like, we could see it as, it's kind of toxic. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. In the in the novel, I was, I was like I said, I was flipping through the pages. I learned that one of the things they missed, or that not missed, that they changed, right. is that Gordon, the boss she was going to hook up with, didn't actually want to hook up with her. He was actually gay, right. and he would schedule these quote-unquote hookups as a cover because the homosexuality was outlawed in, in right, yeah. the police state. I think that's cool. I think that's a good, more modern turn. Um, no, yeah, it, it's because it's, it's a way of him also hiding some, him having his own stakes. Right. Yeah. I think it makes him a more complete and, li- and likable character. And then you see his collection of stuff. Right. Which in his man cave. Yeah, which would get him killed in itself. Right. Um, and it did get him it killed. Did get, yeah, but, but not for the, the the it was it's kind of funny because it was like the way that it was said like yeah they found because he had a copy of the Quran yeah like everything else just like oh no there's the one thing that killed him was the the Quran the Quran yeah but like it's more because it was more of like fear and unknowing of a religion right yeah. the religion that they banned they right. that they, they banned, yeah. banned. Um, they villainized. Which is an which is an interesting thing because we see like that religion being villainized a lot now. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's constantly kind of taking a, a hit for like for bad like I don't I don't, I don't know. It's just like you could it's you a bad could, rap. you could look at every religion and be like there are some bad people. Yeah, in that follow these like it's the if you look at it uh, they had a scene with a, a priest mm-hmm. who's taking advantage of his p- position of power mm-hmm. to. Uh, have relations with younger women mm-hmm. and you know he, he spouts you know what people hear like kind of like buying into the religion shit mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird topic to talk about because i you know I mean, a, people you know religious people are definitely yeah. entitled to believe in their religion and yeah you don't want to offend anyone by talking about their you know people and people who do that kind of thing yeah but uh but uh, my my point is in the book though, he is not gay. No, they and they have an affair, and you know in the book that I get, it kind of makes sense because when they kill him, she doesn't immediately get kidnapped. Instead, she grabs the burner, tries to go get revenge, and then V kidnaps her. Right. So it's uh, so it kind of gives her a little more agency, which is interesting. But there's a couple reasons. It, it, for me, it brings up. All right, did they change his character to make him and make him gay because that is more topical and it gives the character more stakes to be hiding or to be, you know, for that to give him a reason to kill him and or did they do it so that not, to take away the second love interest for Evie to kind of create a more right. streamlined monogamous love story? I I think with who That might test better or some right. shit. Right. I think with who was writing the screenplay I think there's a lot more like subtlety to it than just like we're gonna take this guy out of the picture. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of like hiding your true self because the Wachow- oh, I could see that because the, the Wachowski Wachowski angle helped write this uh, rewrite the screenplay. Yeah. And within the recent uh, times, they have tr- both transitioned into women because, and I think they said they were hiding their true selves. I know mm-hmm. they were married at a point and mm-hmm. they they separated from their wives respectively. So I, I feel like they kind of drew from their own experiences to to kind of go like, okay, well, we could take this character 
who really like, you know, he doesn't have that much to do in the book, mm-hmm. let's say, except for being fueling her, being, yeah, like yeah. being a romantic angle for her and then fueling her radicalization. Yeah. Like we could take him and then kind of put it's like, okay, here's here's an oppressed character. Like we have we do have um, the actress, which I was it Rose? No, it wasn't Rose. What? Yeah, yeah. Rose. Oh, oh, Valerie. Valerie. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Valerie and and like we have her, but now we have like a living, breathing interacting character who's hiding their true selves Mm -hmm. like let's use that like let's throw that because then evie will see like it's not just oh i was bad it's like there are other people who have things that can benefit from this yeah i mean that that does make a lot of sense and you know if that is the only reason then awesome but it's one of those things that we we can't know until we get the wachowskis on yeah exactly Come on could, over. Come on down. Come on down. We'll I would be the, cra- like, we'll I would, send in the invite. <laughs> I would. I would like to actually like. I mean, I know there's probably interviews about it, but I would actually like to get like what they currently think of it. Mm. I mean, I know that they, uh, their second unit director John McTeague directed this, mm-hmm. and you know, like they, a lot of their crew was a part. Like, then they're still all together, I believe. I, still, I think they still work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they worked on Speed Racer. I know they worked on Jupiter Ascending. Oh. So, I mean, if you could stick through that, you're, you're good. <laughs> but, like, I would like to kind of know what they think of it now. Like, yeah. If they rewatch it now, like, what, what would they have to say about it? Right, right. Because it's, in a lot of ways, it does predict current events right. or reflect current events. It, <laughs> it, it, it was, like, dude. every, like, ten minutes, we're like, ooh, yeah. that's, that's, it. that's new. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it, it kept happening where... The, it shows like a lot of the ways the government uh, kind of manipulated the people mm. with either talking about different wars in other countries or uh, talking about like how they isolated or excluded other groups or, or the most topical after 2020 is the deadly St. Mary virus right. that they say that well, in the, in the books, they say the government released it. Right. But, um, the government released it just so they could get money because they had the from cure. the cure. Yeah, yeah, and it also to in, elicit fear from the population, mm-hmm. which would and like we said, they would use that fear to get to garner support. Right. And so now, watching this movie in 2020, where we have a where a deadly virus who that actually kills more people right. <laughs> than in the fictional uh, book uh, uh, movie, and in the fictional movie they're like eighty thousand dead. How like, could the government that... do this? That's like a month of right. COVID. That, no, that was like what, like three months ago? Like yeah, like it was like ridiculous. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it is crazy how far we've surpassed that now. And did, no, I'm not saying that the government no, really but COVID like, at all. I'm like not saying the, that like at all. The difference all, between but, like COVID and and this is like this was like a like the same Aries virus was more of a terrorist biochem uh, dispersion. Yeah, they they, blamed, they framed it as yeah this. the government framed this virus as something one of the one of their political enemies did yeah you know um, I, I think there's like a, a media term for it where it's like wagging the dog where you like fake a story to like spark some kind of event I think that there's also a movie about it mm-hmm. but it was like Robert De Niro I think I mean let, what was it um, well that definitely that definitely happens so that's that's pretty cool. Um, so to see that is, you know, it's a little daunting. It's a little haunting. We were saying because it's like oh, is to to do a story to distract from another story. Oh well, that happens all the time, right? 
Yeah, and a lot of people think that that's also what COVID is. Right, exactly. It's a story to distract from other things. Or they say that the whole election fiasco is just to distract from COVID. Or mm-hmm. um, it, it's the main idea is that a, a lot of people don't trust the media in general. Right. Um, but I, I think that the movie, I guess they're incorrect in their prediction in that uh, in the movie this disease this virus kind of turned every towards everyone towards uh electing the, the high chancellor right and in but in reality it's a lot more split down the middle where a lot of people are trying there's people on one side who you know believe everything about the virus and it wants to wants it to be taken care of and there's another side that you know doesn't believe in the virus and or believes that the virus is right. not something that is something that they can combat by just not it's like the scary thing is like the one thing that probably could have made this more of a like a direct correlation is if the administration handled covid properly hmm. like if they like had everything under control it's like you know this you know if it still had its numbers but it's like we got everything like we got this we got this and we got this and the, and that would have probably led to a more favorable turnout yeah Instead, in the movie, in the movie, like the, it seems like the high chancellor said, "I will," took advantage of the fear of the virus, that I will cure the virus if you if you do this. And then afterwards, they are of course they already had the vaccine out, right. yeah, they had ready it to go. Quick, yeah. Um, now, you did see though that the the week after Biden won the race, Pfizer came out. Right. That they announced that they are making a vaccine to to COVID. They have so an idea. Yeah. That is pretty that's pretty spot on that's pretty crazy yeah but i i, I, don't, I don't i'm not saying yeah. that i'm not saying biden made covid yeah. i'm just saying that <laughs> no, I, i'm pretty sure i mean i wouldn't be surprised i guess it's a little tinfoil hat on me right. but i wouldn't be surprised if, of course pfizer waited until the election until until trump lost before really? saying that we have a vaccine so they, they want to make it political or that or they... so that trump couldn't so that so that because I know the they is, said they didn't take any money that was coming out of the White House, like a lot of other, like the Project Warp Speed. They said mm-hmm. they didn't. Uh, they didn't. They weren't a part of it. They weren't a part of it. But what it what it does is, I think if they released the or if they announced the vaccine before Trump before Election Day, then Trump can be like, "Look, I have a like there's a vaccine now." Right. Uh, but with, if they don't release it, well, now Trump went his whole up until Election Day without finding a fix for COVID. Right. You know, so it just makes him look that much worse. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm, I'm not saying any of that's intentional. I'm saying that might have been an effect that it had. Right, yeah. There's always that. That like, is related, that relates to the movie. There's always the shadow that the light, when the light casts on something. Like when mm-hmm. someone shines a light, like, oh, we have a vaccine. But like, what's on the sides? Yeah. And that's always a tough part. And I, I really, I... I don't. I know I'm not smart enough to go talk Definitely about that. Not. This isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. Definitely but not. We don't pretend we, we are. Don't pretend. <laughs> it's just that, like, I kind of look at it. I. I mean, I. My theory is, is like, if Trump handled COVID better, he would have won. Yeah. I. 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 Hundred percent think like if he just said like, if you do this, we're good. Mm-hmm. And people did, and like, okay, well, that's fine. But because he was so adamant against it, and people kept on dying. It just turned more and more people off. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's it again. This is a big political issue nowadays, yeah. and uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough way to get out of it. Yeah, and I think the the fact that we keep going and keep finding ourselves talking about these political conversations mm-hmm. while we're trying to talk about this movie is a testament to how reflective this movie is of something that is happening fifteen of events 
15 years later. Right, exactly, you know? yeah. It's like when you think of 1984 was written in 1948 and is applicable in 2020. Exactly. That is that kind of is that kind of like fucking predictive insight. And it it's weird cuz like this, you know, with this book it was the idea of giving up freedoms for security. Mm-hmm. And in 2001 mm-hmm. we as an we American did that. we did that. You know, yeah. I don't want to like I mean, obviously that's what happened after a terrible event. We like America has changed from, you know, that like Reagan era, like or GI Joe, baby, we're coming out the kick right. ass to be like, hold on, like let me check your shoes before you come in here. Yeah, and, and like it, like it's security theater for us, but like it's it, it's to calm the nerve of the collective of and you know to quote another movie, you know Tommy Lee Jones said, mm. a person mm. is smart, yeah, but people are stupid, yeah, because it's once. Once you like, like that's the whole thing. Like they're like they're they're panicky. They're they're anxious. So to give up control of your, like even they said at the end, like when uh, when V kind of you know dunked on Evie at the end, it's like, well, you're truly free then. Yeah, yeah. She's like, motherfucker, you got you, you goddamn got, dork, you got me, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and I think like, I know that ha- that scene the end where she like walks out and walks out into the rain love and, like, that scene. and is like reborn because yeah. she's baptized in this new and i love light. that it mirrors him in the fire in the fire right. awesome i love and it, it it's a great scene i know a lot of people when they came out and a lot of people now and i think they they use it as like yeah, that is that is a great a great visual and a great scene to embrace your own power mm. yeah i i I could definitely see that, and um, this is embracing a, the. It's change. a somber podcast. You know, it's we're not like goofing around. <laughs> I know it's because you know what? It's just the movie was too real. I know, like I was like kind of hoping for cats. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how are we gonna get past it? I mean, there's a lot to make fun of. That there you is know, that V the character is like this is what I was talking about too. Where it's like on one hand, this movie you know is as relevant as we've been talking about, but on the other hand. This dude reminds me of every guy living in his mom's basement, you know, <laughs> right. every like milady fedora tipping guy. That's like, where they got it from. That's where they got it from. Right. And it's like to think that he is that this guy's inspired so much cringe. Right. And how problematic he is in his approach to like Evie, you know, and and the the shitty thing is that he gets rewarded and that she loves him back, you right, know. Yeah. Like, is it real? But is it real love, though? Is it, or just the or, idea? Yeah, I think it's the idea of it. Yeah. Like, she loves him for what he, for what, what he he's stands done. for. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I didn't realize that. I thought she actually loved him as a person. Right. Which, me, I'm, I it, don't, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, 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 I see that, like, rewatching a lot of the movies I watched as a younger guy, mm-hmm. to watch them now with this, with what we've been living through for the past, I guess, decade or so, sure. like the, the ebbs and flow of this country that we live in, to kind of be like, whoa. Like, that was a little deeper than I gave it credit for. Yeah. Like, now that I've kind of seen some things. Or am I putting this on this? Yeah, exactly. Or are we doing it? Yeah. And, like, with V for Vendetta, that's one of these things is, like, no matter where you fall on the the aisles, Mm -hmm. you could put your own spin on it to make it go, like, well, yeah, that's obviously what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These libs don't know what they're doing, so we have to blow up their... Something like something. that. Yeah. But it's, and it's like, oh, well, these conservatives are, you know, stepping on the throats of the, the people. Like, like, there's so many different avenues, but you have to remember, well, it's just a movie. Yeah, exactly. It is a guy fencing a, 
a suit, of, uh, an inanimate suit of armor. What, uh, what did I say? Like it's it's funny to think that this guy trained and is now like the only thing, like the London like law enforcement is as strong as a as a still like, yeah. like suit of armor. Exactly. This is a guy that like thinks he that you know they want you to believe he's so smart and woke because he just speaks quickly and uses a lot of big words and v's and v's a lot v's, of v words, of v words. Yeah. and it's like before i thought like wow that's so verbose so fantastic like so so well read so articulate and now watching i'm just like this guy's fucking weird and crazy <laughs> and like who who introduced himself like that so cr- it, yeah it's, he's a he's a fucking dork yeah he's a dweeb <laughs> you know uh <laughs> but it's yeah, he he's a dweeb, but like yeah. the met, like it's it's kind of a crazy thing wrapped inside of a yeah a crazy thing. Yeah, so it's all, but it's like I I think he's a dweeb for that shit, but I think he's cool. I guess, I think the idea is important, and I think when he kills those guys, it's cool. Right. Um, so it's like we said, it's about what you actually take inspiration from from, right. from this movie. Um, is Natalie Portman Evie? Evie is Evie a fleshy woman? Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. I think she get like the, the like, and also uh, we didn't really we didn't really talk about it, but uh, the detective in this oh yeah has a character arc yeah where for you, sure where you think like he's kind of like maybe the, the third hand, but he's kind of a main he is a main character definitely yeah he starts off you see him as somebody who is not doesn't have the most nationalist pride right. out of all the people of that council, um, he he still holds on to something of the truth, but he's not really willing to take a strong stance right you know he's just kind of do try still trying trying to do his job he gets dominated by uh creedy because his mother was irish and the history between the english and the irish and like there's always this kind of air of superiority and like that like that whole thing of you know of racism Mm -hmm. um so like that's used to kind of push him down a little bit to like reestablish who's dominant who's an alpha in this situation but like he goes, yeah. He goes from like I'm loyal to this to this party to like what is this party doing? To oh my god, I can't believe what this party has done. To I think I've been fooled by this guy. To yeah. at the end being like, no, this party needs to die. Right, like everything needs to go. Yeah, it's it's yeah. He's somebody that is trying to do his job within this system that he doesn't really approve of. Right, and at the end he he agrees to just yeah get rid of the system. Um. And and it's cool because he does facilitate a lot of what's going on because when when like v, like V says like he's the world new world he's trying to make he's has no place in it right and so it's people like the inspector that are going to be the ones who inherit and hopefully make a better world out of it right like what, what's the old saying like uh, wise men plant seeds to trees they have no no uh, desire to sit under mm-hmm. or, or something like they that they know they won't sit under yeah yeah or something like I butchered that up but like you but would, I get it yeah. It's like the, like the the people before lay path for the people to to come, and then so on and so forth. So what do you leave them reflects on what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and that's one of the things that this movie again it was what makes it a movie and not like something that is actually going to happen is there is a couple things because there's so many similarities. You ask like, okay, well, why? What's stopping us from having something like this happen? Right. There's a few things. One, this guy is a superhuman experiment, right. so that's not. That's as far as we know. As far as we know, knock on wood. Uh, yeah, and and then it's a, it was an accident in that it worked on him, and it was an accident in that a fire happened, and then right. that he became so well read after makes doesn't you know not necessarily what should have happened. Um, 
So, of course, there's that. Right. On the other hand, though, one of the things that... I mean, and again, this movie is not is not trying to tell you what... It's not trying to tell the future. But uh, one thing that, that I think the movie only works because the people were united in their distrust and their you know they and being fed up with the government right you know whereas as in america we are not there yet we are too divided as people yeah we're not like if we are yeah that's the whole thing like they they, they wanted to make like what is it they said like uh, london united mm-hmm. like uh, like but that's the thing like the only reason why it worked is because london was technically united yeah. against against that. the government yeah. oh, and now we're not so you see yeah. like you know there was a great um the detective had a great like uh, kind of monologue where he talks about uh, the chaos is going to keep brewing until someone does something stupid and that's going to turn things. And the something stupid was one of the cops killing the little girl. Right. Right. That happened maybe four or five times this year. And each time, instead of the country coming together and be like, this is wrong, this has to change. Right. It split. Where some people thought this is wrong, this has to change, and other people thought I, blue blue jobs matter, you know? Yeah, I think I, I do agree. I do a hundred percent agree with you. It's just that I think like the splits, like okay, there's always been kind of that. There's always been a it's race, racism. There's always been a racist divide yeah. in this country. Like let's not let's not pussyfoot around it. Like it's a hundred percent been built on it, been seeded and proceeded facts by racism. Like there's like there's like the two of us here, like we've seen our own mm-hmm. shares of it, like For in sure. different in different ways. For sure, let's just say because your experiences are going to be way different than my experience. Naturally, the and and you're right. Like this year, crazily, like you had something in 2000 was it 16 or 2017 when Colin Kaepernick took a knee mm-hmm. to just protest, you know, Black Lives Matter and kind of spark a an idea. And his narrative is was was taken away from him, and the, the that that part of the country who may not have just like who may have seen it and just been like, well, why is he doing that? Because of this, uh, it's not for me. Right. To just to then being like to quote uh, Bill Burr's like things like, oh, you fucking son of a bitch! My you know my cousin's like he's like I'm not talking about your cousin in the military. Right. I'm talking about police brutality here. It's, oh, my fucking cousin serves in Iraq. Like it's like that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. To now. When everything in this year, the start of this year with, you know, with, uh, George Floyd and the oh, the kid in Atlanta, the, the kid who got shot by those two rednecks. Oh, yeah. Ahmaud Arbery. I, I, sometimes I, I don't want to say names because I don't want to disrespect them by like butchering the names. Sure. But uh, like and then and the protests have grown to being like I would never expect it to see so many people protest, especially around the world. Yeah. That's, that's it's really cool to see, but at and the same time, there were is, other people on the other side. Yeah, prote- an equal like, amount of people that right. find the these protesters about to be five million less. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> but still, five million less is still a lot of people, right? Who think who 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 don't think that it's unjust? Who, who mm-hmm. these things are unjust, or who don't think that that level of that a high level of change needs to happen right you know? where they they want to be comfortable in their in their own little world yeah it's fear again it's fear right. that they think that if 
if the social stru- uh, structures change, that their status will be lower. Like I, I, I kind of that, that like that point I correlate to those two dildos down in Missouri mm-hmm. who like stood outside of the house with like a fucking oh M- yeah, M- yeah fifteen yeah. and a and a yeah, the AR fifteen and a little handgun and they're just waving around. I was like get away. It's like they're not coming there for you. Right. They're going to the mayor's house mm-hmm. and they had nothing to do with you. They weren't even near you, yeah. and you fucking ran out because you got scared. People defended them to the death. Yeah, they spoke at the RNC. Oh, that's not which is not surprising. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's uh hmm. I yeah. My point is is that the one the the, the movie kind of goes in a different direction than reality mm. when it presumes that the people are united enough to come together for something like this to happen. Right. Something like this movie to happen. Um. I also, but one thing that I thought was interesting is that it was cool. It was kind of cool, I guess, because he, he, of course, he has this big down with the system ideology. But at the same time, this movie is a very personal tale about him getting revenge for his origin. Right. So uh, kind of almost like a Frankenstein kind of uh, it's, movie. It, yeah, it's a sn- it's a snowballing effect. Yeah, because like, he started like it was for his revenge, and then I think it it it, it is like the Count of Monte Cristo esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. He. he, he was presumed dead and gone and he came back to just fuck everything up. Yeah, it's very heavy handed in yeah. in that comparison of like the guy coming back for revenge. Uh and, and I it's 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 interesting. I think it's it's cool cuz they're telling two stories at once right. and one kind of informs the other. Uh so it's cool cuz the detective is like kind of putting together his origin story. Yeah. and kind of figuring it out as he goes along and as he's figuring it out he's figuring out again that the government isn't everything that he thought it was as well right and uh i thought the way that events unfold was really good storytelling and like uh, it makes for a great screenplay yes you know so i think i mean part of it is that it's, a, it's already a, a brilliant graphic novel um so they have that to yeah to like back, when, to when you're already of. like jumping off a of gold the gold pl- uh, platform you could go so exactly so far, exactly know? so i I like that. As far as like just a movie telling a story, right. I thought it was a great way to do because it's hard to balance the overarching uh, motifs and themes that this movie uh, projects while telling a more personal story about a guy again whose face you never even see. Right, and also at a time in a time in two thousand five where the social climate was kind of changing, right? And especially when they like this was made for like American audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was like in early the early two thousands, there was not a lot of like anti government things going on, and then kind of after the the second Bush election, that's when people kind of started like, oh wait a minute, I yeah. don't think I like this, right? And that's where it kind of like we kind of took off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like it was it was kind of daring, and like the box office wasn't great for this movie, right? It I think it was made for fifty four million dollars. They said. Oh and, wow! Yeah, which is you know, I mean, they only had like what, not, like three apartments. Yeah, it's true. They didn't have that much going on, and I think it made. Uh, let's see, but also I don't think a lot of people knew. Okay, so it was fifty-four million dollars, and an opening weekend it made twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Total gross U.S. was seventy. Uh, yeah, and it's not too much. Cumulative worldwide is one hundred and thirty-two, which was. Uh, just fine. It's a hit. It 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 made its money back. If yeah. you think about with fifty four million dollars for the movie, then fifty million dollars for produ- uh, for promotion. Right. So it had to hit over a hundred million. So it made its money back. Yeah. 
And that's why there's never been a sequel. Exactly. Well, V yeah. for Vendetta 2. You know they Electric would. Electric Boogaloo. You know they exactly. would. Exactly. They would have milked it for everything it was worth. Yeah. And it's kind of, I guess it's kind of good that it didn't. But it's also, people watching in 2005, you know, weren't thinking like, man, in 15 years, mm-hmm. this movie is going to, this movie is telling us like, exactly gonna, what's going to happen. I'm going to base my entire political beliefs off this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. nobody could know that it would be this relevant when it came out. Yeah. So I guess it wouldn't hit as much because it'd be like, all right, well, it's about this world that is not going to be our world. You know, but, uh, and also one thing that the movie does well, again, that's like more subtle storytelling is, uh, there's the little tidbits of how dystopian this country is. Right. Because when you watch it, when you're watching it now or in 2005, it looks at at face value like London. Right. Like normal. But then when you hear things like, um, Evie hasn't had butter in, in decades. Right. They the start government... like, having like a band list. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, I really am not seeing anyone that's not white around here. Or, or you know, like, like, or because you find out like Islam's banned and stuff. Right. Or like, um, the, the car is doing surveillance around everyone. Like you don't even realize that that's really happening until someone takes, until the detective takes out the jammer. Right. And then you're like, Oh shit, they really are listening to everything. It actually is some 1984 shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, or you see the, uh, you see, um, that's the way, or it, it's cool. Cause like you see like people are in the, just at the bar watching TV and any movie nowadays would have people at a bar watching TV. Right. You know? But then when you see what they're watching and like all the manufactured news and shit and it's like, Oh man, like, yep. you know, and, and you see the, the old like TV show that the security guard is watching and he's like, Oh, she's super hot. And then you watch it and you see like. Uh, like a Muslim terrorist, like yeah, he's holding her hostage. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh man, that's propaganda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like I think what twenty four did that shit. Or yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's like certain things when you now start going watching, like ooh boy, <laughs> right. And so it's it's it was interesting to me because the first time around, I did not, I didn't pick up on those things. No, I didn't pick up on on this idea that this is a world that has tangented that is like take like kind of diverged right. from ours in that oppressive nature. I didn't pick up on it. So for me, it's like, oh, this could happen now. Right. Which I think is a, a fault on mine, where it, in the movie, I think it hits a little harder when you realize that this is something that is happening down the line where things have gone in a bad direction. Right, yeah. The worst direction. Yeah, a much worse direction yeah. where... Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And I think that's like where at the, at the time when it came out in 2005, like we were heading down that way very fast where we gave up like, you know, the, the, the like the, was it the NHS, the, the Homeland Security was like yeah, listening on the, the Patriot Act and yeah. all that shit. Like uh, the Black Bank things like, oh, that's Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, yeah. It's like they just kind of take these people away and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, a lot of that shit still probably happens. Yeah, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm not gonna like say like Obama like saved the world and it's just ruined no, again. It's like, no, no it's like, not at all. It's just, it f- went from being kind of like a, a vocal point to then being kind of like uh, we, we we fixed some stuff yeah. and then it kind of got pushed away and it's kind of cool because you, then you think oh the movie is the, the movie's not even from well the movie's in 2005 but the story is from 1985 right 1982 82 well that's interesting two years before 84 right um and what was happening around that time was the whole red scare and like blackballing yeah. and stuff like that well, and then Mar- uh, Thatcherism in, in England, like, yeah. kind of like a heavy, you know, pre- governmental presence. Like, they couldn't think they called her the Iron Lady. Like, yeah. she was very, like, very, very, like, strict and very conservative. 
Yeah, so and exactly, and so then you get like those kind of red dawn vibes, right? And then over here, like it, it coupled with the AIDS scare, you know, so there's like a mm-hmm. virus, like yeah, there's, oh yeah, there's a lot of things going on that you know the world wasn't really ready for, right? They just getting out of that cocaine haze of the fucking seventies, <laughs> so like oh my god, wait, this is what's been happening? This, this whole is time? what those nerds were doing this whole time? I wonder what the what... bad guys from Animal House are up to. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder what stories are coming out now or being told or made now that 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be like, oh, shit, like that's happening now. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic World. Jurassic World. That's the one. That's, yeah, that's the one, one I'm waiting for. Like, fuck, how did they know the dinosaurs would come back? <laughs> um, okay, so we're an hour in. Wow. And we have yet to give this guy a grade. Like the movie, we ran long. But the pacing on the movie is very good. It was clipping. It was very clipping. good. It, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. No, it felt like because when certain things happen, I'm like, I thought that would happen a lot later. Yeah, that's like, oh, that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. Good clip. Good Natalie clip. and Natalie Portman's story doesn't feel like it took two and a half hours. No, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't yeah. feel, and it didn't feel too long. And you could break it down into like average girl does does a stupid thing by trying to help V gets kidnapped, escapes, kidnapped again, tortured you know re- refurbished right you know but over the course of the movie it seems like so much more happened but in that still that's still like condensed time frame i thought it was paced very well i think the screenplay is fantastic on this movie yeah i think they really did a good job yeah i mean i wasn't really again like... it's based off of an alan moore novel right but, i know, mean still... also this this kind of goes to the, my thing of like how i said uh when when we did johnny mnemonic is like i never really liked the matrix when i was younger mm-hmm but as an older person, I respect it more now because I could see the craft in it. Mm-hmm. And now with this, like with the Wachowski's work on it and John McTeague's work on it, and like maybe when I was younger and I was like, oh, this wasn't the actual movie I was looking for. Right. Now I'd be like, oh, God damn. Like this is the the political thriller I'm yeah, looking they're for. They're cooking like, with fire. Like, this and is just something. There's cooking something we didn't know. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, yeah, I went, I went to the meal with the wrong spoon. Right. Like, right I should have brought right. a fork, but I brought a spoon. Right. Like, I think like a lot of the imagery though, and a lot of the motifs are very heavy-handed. Yeah. Because maybe they needed to be back in two thousand five. Right. Now it seems super- superfluous to see the guy um, to see V raising his hands in the fire and her raising her hands in the rain. Um, but the dichotomy between the fire and the rain, I think, is the more important part of that, that scene. He was he was born out of hate. Like he felt he was right. born out of hatred. She's more out of like like liber like freedom like freedom, liberation like liberate yeah. I, and I think. Uh, I mean, I love that scene still, and I mean, the lightning great. strike it's like caps so it off. It's good. so good, and like the whole idea of the the Count of Monte Cristo stuff, mm-hmm. the like the the parody guy get like the the yeah, yeah, Gordon getting Gordon like, getting, and his yeah. parody like all that stuff is like it seems very heavy handed now, right? Which I guess is a is a testament to how close we are to that. They would I feel like if this was shown now, like there'd be a lot of like. Those classic like douchebags, like with the the big glasses and the turtleneck, going like, "Democracy dies when no, when good men do nothing." Oh before. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Shut yeah. up, like. Yeah, dude. The amount of like edgy memes. That right. Yeah. Be... Oh god. But so, uh, when good men do nothing, evil prevails. Like, yeah. You think? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like fuck yeah! I mean yeah. yeah. Thank you, you for it. tweeting that. That really <laughs> that, that turned that changed me. Was that your direction. was that your thesis on your doctorate? Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, tell me about it <laughs> yeah right Ex- expound right. nothing but uh let's see as a grade um for me it's sitting at an eight for me okay i was saying seven and a half that's fair yeah that's fair it, it for me it's, it's that's kind of how i it always struck me as a movie that um was a comic book movie but one that was 
uh, had the bones to, uh, to be more. Right. You know, and and played with ideas that are obviously a, a lot deeper than the average comic book movie. And the question of before was always like, yeah, but these ideas, do they really mean anything? Does it really like, is it, is it, is it relevant at all? Like, or are they just like trying to be heady and trying who's, to who's be more evolutionary? Who's more for Vendetta fans or Joker fans? Oh God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I think that I think 2020 has justified, has vindicated V for Vendetta, right? A little more than than, yeah. than Joker. Will. We live in a society. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, David Fincher does not like Joker. Oh, doesn't he? He went yeah. out and said like it's a it's a betrayal of the mental ill mentally ill. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, he made Mindhunter, so yeah, he definitely knows about the mentally ill. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think I think 2020 is bumped v for vendetta up to an eight for me okay i think it vindicates it and and shows it's exactly yeah Yeah, right and shows its relevance uh and 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 i guess a little bit of the brilliance is a strong word but like that the the intelligence behind the integrity no yeah yeah but just you know the the idea of of this story and how much of it ended up being how we feel today at the same time you know, V is a bit of a, is a more of a problematic protagonist. Yeah, you know, and not somebody that at the end of the, at the end I thought like all right. Well, and when I watched in the the first time I watched it as a kid, I was just like, oh man, what a martyr, what a fallen hero, what an angel. And now I'm watching, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, like he should die. Yeah, like he, he like, okay. he did some fucked up shit. Yeah, and he and he makes lame jokes. He, you know, he's a nerd. It's like this world needs a better hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I'm not the hero that the Gotham needs. <laughs> the hero that the Gotham needs. Like, what do you think? Why do you think seven, seven and a half? Um, I was thrown off by having a fake ID and getting an apartment so quickly. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's one of the, that was <laughs> another, yeah, that was I another know, that thing. Was, they kind of like threw, like, I mean, I know we joke about it a lot, but it's like one of those things like, this is a heavily like restricted government. Right. That was like a whole they, point of the movie. Yeah. They could like, eh. They can find you. Yeah. They're always, they're always, like, you can't hide from them. And even with a shaved head, Natalie Portman still looks like Natalie Portman. Right. She didn't have, like, a scar. She didn't have, like, any, well, she like... tells the anecdote about how the, her friend didn't recognize her, and that's a, that's a testament because, like, she changes on the inside. Right. And it's, like, when you look... But that's it's like, also, not, you, your friend probably sucks. They have retinal scanners. Right. Like, they mention in the movie, your they DNA, have retinal detection. Your DNA does not change. Right. Yeah. They can't, They should have found her. <laughs> Real quick. I think it would have been better, like, if she said, like, yeah, no one was really looking for me. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like, after a certain amount of time, no one cared. Yeah. Like, if they just give up. And, like, that, like, that would have made, like, more sense to, like, why would they attack from the subway? We... We stop the subway. It's like that's another stupid that's thing. That's why they would fucking yeah. do it. That's another stupid thing in the movie. <laughs> right. Like why? Like why would you put like okay? You have everyone saying that they're attacking from the air, and you have one of your guys saying they might attack from the subway. You are the government. You are a dictator. Right. Just protect both. Just have like three guys walking yeah. down the subway. Like oh, there's there's a thing with the the bombs in there. Literally, all you had to do. Right. And not to mention, these are the same subway and and. V invited Creedy to the subway. into that same subway. Right. So uh, obviously, ugh. I did find the Creedy turn a, a kind of comical because mm. it's like he was mean to me. And it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like I ex- like, and I know it's supposed to be like mounting tensions, but it's more of just like 
obviously mounting tensions. Right. It's like, I'm going to be mean to you because you got to do something later. And they, he wasn't mean to him until V met with Creedy. Right. The whole time he's being mean to the detective mm-hmm. and even praising Creedy. Right. They're like, oh, Creedy's going to be with you because you can't handle it yourself. And now all of a sudden, as soon as this happens, be, I mean, I guess what V is saying is that once things really start hitting the fan... Like, he's going to look for a scapegoat, and it's right. going to be you. Yeah. But it's, like, on command. It, like, you yeah. couldn't have him be mean it, a little earlier. Was it? It was, like, the uh, the How I Met Your Mother episode where they, like, shattered the glass of, like, like the illusion glass. Uh, yeah. Where it's, like, oh, I think what this person does. Yeah, but they chew pretty loudly. Like, what do you mean? Right. Oh, nothing. And then they start chewing it's loudly. all you can see now. Like, and now I get it. Okay. Right. So I felt like that was kind of, like... Oh, we didn't set that up earlier? Okay. Now we'll go. Yeah, exactly. Um, they should have set that up. Yeah, I think... You know, I... I oh, think... maybe it is a seven and a half. <laughs> God damn it. I know, but I, I do like... You know, I think... Uh, and also, it's a lot of what you put on it, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I, you put I, on... You put on... You, again, a dictator. Right. Someone who, will, who has banned a religion. Someone who has banned uh, homosexuality. That, and you're homosexual. Mm. And you put out... This uh, a skit like right, that is like, unapproved. Yeah, and I think he, I think he may have done it before, but then like that's classic, like not reading the room. It's like yeah. read the read the room, bro. Things are a little tense right, right. now, and, and you just right. go out and you insult the this guy that you know is a dick. Right, and it wasn't even like a a, a thing of like martyrdom, marty martyrdom, 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 or self sacrifice. Marty party. Because you hear that's him on uh, Marty party. Yeah, Marty party. <laughs> because then you hear him on the phone with his agent. Thinking that he was going to be protected. And the agent's basically saying, like, you fucked everything up. Yeah, like, you are going to die. <laughs> you're going to get it, man. Yeah. And, and they do say that, V does say, like, you know, I didn't think he was going to die until they saw his collection. Right. But it's like, you have a coll- if you have a collection like that, why would you bring that kind of attention to yourself? Well, I, that's, yeah. I think, I think honestly, like, that. that's, that's uh, I think a lot of the thing is also, like, the, the hubris of these characters. Yeah. Like, this un, kind of undeserved hubris. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't you like? Well, think a little harder, right? And like, it's like, and that's also maybe like the movie thing where it's like we see it, like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you put like a guy with a gun at the subway? Yeah, just just for fuck, just for fuck's sake, like you don't even you're, you're paying overtime. Your city's locked down anyway. Yeah, you can you can't have like okay, you can have 105 guys at, at the top, yeah, but like three guys at the basement. The cost very, it, yeah, it yeah. Just, um, I I think like a, a lot of, I mean, I love the when they exploded the uh, Parliament Building. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool because I think they did it with very little CGI and a lot of miniature work. Uh, I didn't like that they had like a street full of people on the side of yeah. it. I was like, eh, it's a little tough. Um, I did like at the end where they're unmasking and you see all the people who who died. Who died. That was I very was like, good. that's that's very good. That's, yeah. That that hit emotionally for Especially me. Especially since it was so fast. Right. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, yeah, they they just. It does seem pretty nitpicky to be like that, but it's like, this is the world you built. Mm-hmm. Follow those rules. Mm. It's like, if you would have said, like, if Natalie Portman would have said, like, yeah, I, I crashed, I'm crashing with a friend or mm-hmm. something like that, would have been like, uh, okay. It's like, because the, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's really a weird. Really, after the last time you crashed with the yeah, friend? I know, right? Yeah. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. Like, yeah, or if she was off the grid, it would make more sense. Right. Uh, and yeah, like you said, if they stopped looking for Evie Hammond after. After, the month you tortured me, right? You know they just figured there were more important things. Or if uh, what's his what's his face said like, oh, she's dead. You mm-hmm. know the the uh, what Des uh, Desmond, what the, the detective? No, Gor- uh, oh, the, Gordon. Gordon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if he would have said like, yeah, she's dead. She mm-hmm. killed herself. Mm-hmm. You know, like that would have been like, oh, okay, okay, right. like that's fine. Right. That would made more sense. Right. But yeah, I think that's what, like I. 
it's it's definitely not perfect. It's and yeah, uh, I I do give it more credit now than I gave yeah. it back in the day. So I think I think that's why I'm I'm at a seven and a half. Makes yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. This has been a long episode. Yeah, let's cut it. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, that's the shoot. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt or thing, Bob mask or whatever, uh, go to movie uh, tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Dodcast with, with a D. D. Um, also, it's coming up to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want everyone to be safe. Yep. Uh, be smart. Yep. Uh, you know, if you can't be with your family, you could just re- listen to older episodes of ours. <laughs> but listen to all our Thanksgiving episodes. You know, all the Thanksgiving episodes. Oh boy! But also, you know, it is it is imperative and it is important that you wear a mask. And if you can socially distance, please socially distance. Do your best. Please do your best. It's hard nowadays. And if you if you, you know take, get a test or whatever, just be safe. Yeah. We want you to be safe. We and obviously we now see that there's a vaccine coming. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly, like, let's just fucking get through this. We could get through it together. (sighs) Okay. All right. So so I'm going to put in a song. Yeah, because you know what it is about the movie? It's like, you could view it as this, I'm sorry, I just came back to it. You could just view it as pseudo deep. Right. And like, just like, oh, this movie thinks it's super deep. Right. And this movie, but like, this year just kind of makes like it, it, it hits different. Yeah, it hits different this year. That's its tagline. Now that's yeah. what Netflix should put on. It's like V for Verdana. It's gonna hit different. It hits different now. It's different. Right yeah. Now. All right, guys. Yeah. So yeah, this throw song. Yep. And I think you know. I think we know which one you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna do.